Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the impish Brent. Oh, that's nice. Impish. Just a little, little imp. Just a little tiny imp. Just a little guy over here. Yeah, just a little, a little <laughs> green guy, probably. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an actual imp, just so people know. No, yeah, definitely I'm more not. more troll. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely more troll. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything? Because uh, we are recording on valentine's day brent do you have anything exciting planned oh i i don't uh my significant other is working today mm. but um we had a little valentine's day fun how about yourself give some well, gifts and uh, things like that we are going to uh be cooking a salmon kubiak oh i'm cooking salmon tonight too nice oh interesting yes the most romantic of the fish dinner. yes and so that's what we're looking forward to <laughs> sounds fun All right, so what are we talking about today, Dylan? Well, today we are talking about a group that probably most of our listeners have heard of and most of the rest of the world is familiar with via their newspaper, the Epoch Times. Yes. Today we are talking about the cult and or new religious organization, Falun Gong. Yeah. And again, that particular phrase, you know, you might not be familiar with, but you're probably more familiar with the Epoch Times how they're very big into Trump, but we're not really going to talk about that. That gets too much attention, we feel. We want to talk about the group as a whole, who founded it, and what do they believe, and we're going to start with some basic history. Falun Gong was started in 1992 by Li Hongzi. According to Rational Wiki, it, quote, combines Chinese folk religion, modern-day eschatology, and Qigong techniques for harnessing body energy. Hmm. The leader of the, uh, also I should say, it was founded in China. Uh, The Chinese folk religion may have given it away. And the leader of the Chinese Communist Party at the time, uh, Jiang Zemin, banned Li's teachings in 1997. And Li decided he could use some of that freedom of religion and immigrated to the United States. In 1999, Falun Gong was attacked by a teen magazine. Mm. That's that's who they're sicking after them in China, I guess. And this led to tens of thousands of members quietly surrounding the CCP building in Beijing in silent protest to receive legal recognition. They did not receive legal recognition. Instead, they got a crackdown. Oh. That is it's the opposite. And so uh, what the CCP decided to do is launch some propaganda. And this included the videotape Falun Gong Cult of Evil and even a comic book called Lee Hongzi, the man and his evil deeds. Among his supposed evil deeds, Lee is portrayed as a fraud, swindler, rich tax evader, decadent patron of foreign casinos and brothels, and even a, quote, despotic tyrant like Hitler. Oh, I thought you were going to say someone else. It's, it does kind of sound like someone else. I'm, I'm thinking of someone that maybe just got acquitted for uh, inciting an insurrection. I can't remember. Yeah, it His does name. sound vaguely familiar. Me. Every single one of those actually seems vaguely uh, to <laughs> yeah. attach to uh, someone else. But, um, uh, you know, let's not worry about that. Let's uh, continue right. on with the CCP. Let's, that's we're done with that. The official CCP description of Lee does not pull any punches. Quote, Lee is about 1.78 meters in height with slanted eyebrows, single-edged eyelids, a little bit fat. 
his eyelids are fat or just his li- the little bit of fat like in general he's just- i think it's a separate i think just in general okay yeah, he's also i should i should be very clear that this is the official chinese communist party description I would not have gone with the slanted eyebrows. Yeah. Frankly, I just want to make that very clear. Right. This is That's not a good choice. Yeah. This yeah. is this is how Seems they're a bit racist. About. So CCP, not very into it. Let's learn a little bit about Lee himself. The best introduction to Lee's self-concept is by this response in a Time magazine interview. The Time interviewer asks, Are you a human being? Easy question. Softball. <laughs> Lee's response. You can think of me as a human being. Oh, I'm just so disgusted with Time Magazine's gotcha questions. Yeah, are you a human being? That's Come very on, tricky. What is he? You know, it's like, are you a robot? Like, what are you? A, are you a capture now? Right. Is that what Time Magazine is all about? So besides you thinking of him as a human being, Lee is a, quote, savior to rectify the Dharma. So key spiritual teachings aren't lost. Falun Gong will even make reprints of Buddhist texts and alter them to portray Lee as the, quote, main Buddha of the universe. And like any cult leader, Lee resides in his very own compound called Dragon Springs right here in the United States. Got to get your compound. Yeah, got to get your compound. He immigrated to the U.S. He said this is where the compound belongs. And it's in New York specifically and there uh, at his compound he restricts internet access doesn't allow medicine and loves an arranged relationship or two it's one of his favorite hobbies and i also wonder how strict lee would be um with his anti-medicine stance if he himself ever uh, desperately needed medical help i'm just wondering i assume he's a man of honor yeah uh, and a man of integrity um, I'm I, with that. nothing nothing we are gonna say is going to suggest otherwise <laughs> and so i think we should just make that assumption all right. So enough about him. What about Falun Gong's views? You know, speaking of medicine, you know, why is he banning medicine? Well, they have some interesting views about science and modern medicine. In that same Time magazine interview, Lee said that so-called enlightened beings were capable of a number of superhuman feats, including levitation, faith healing, and even walking through the Great Wall of China. Damn. Just that wall. Is there any other walls like Trump's wall? Any other wall that he wonder if it's just like covers all the walls? No, I, I think it's just the just Great the Wall of China. There's oh, okay. just something about the way Very it's been figured that you could just these enlightened beings can slip right through. So speaking of faith healing, faith is very important to healing because lacking faith is actually the cause of disease. The ancient Chinese knowledge as dispensed by Lee, we should say, is far superior to science. Modern medicine as a whole is worthless and only putting your faith in Lee himself can heal you. And so I I guess that has to mean that we've all had a little bit of faith since at least some of us have had our diseases cured. So I guess, you know, even without (laughs) us knowing we have been putting our faith in him. It's kind of nice, but it's not all criticism. So it's, it's kind of a bit, you know, speaking out of both sides of their mouth. On the one hand, it's worthless, but, you know, they say it's kind of good. Um, And so this is according uh, to a Falun Gong member, uh, Zuan Falun, quote, modern equipment is pretty advanced, but I'd say it's still not as good as ancient Chinese medical science. All all of these ideas are an extension of the Qigong movement and adherence to traditional Chinese medicine. 
Disease is a, quote, deceptive misconception of the pure spiritual nature of man and God. Hmm. It might even be due to past life transgressions. Sadly, this has led to deaths. Practitioners, in some cases, hiding their illnesses because it reflected badly on themselves. That's too bad. So that that's rather that's rather depressing. So let's talk about something much more fun. Aliens, because aliens are another big part of Falun Gong. Apparently, the goal of the aliens is the corruption of humanity through their advanced technology. Hmm. The reason, according to the Time interview, is that, quote, the aliens want the human body. True. These aliens, you know, they want our they want our human bodies and they're responsible for a lot of nonsense, as summarized by Rational Wiki, quote, aliens have invaded the human mind. Aliens come from other planets and dimensions. Aliens introduce machinery such as computers and airplanes to humans. Aliens taught humans modern science. Aliens intend to replace humans. Aliens cause wars. Aliens want to take over human bodies because human bodies are the most perfect in the universe. Especially the modern American human body. It is perfect. I have a feeling he added that to their literature when he immigrated. Now, let's say you want to be enlightened despite not being part of Falun Gong. Sadly, there's no chance. Uh. Even belonging to Falun Gong is not enough. Members with any relationship with families and friends who are not members only offers the most basic fragment of enlightenment. I'm actually okay with that. I microdose with my enlightenment anyways, so it's it works out for me. Just get a little teeny bit at a time. Yeah, just That's get a smart. little bit of that enlightenment. That way you can go to work. So, we talked about science, medicine, aliens. We've also got to talk about evolution and ancient oh, yes. civilizations because Obviously. as we learned in our last series, Evolutionary philosophy, it's a bunch of garbage. Mm -hmm. And Falun Gong affirms that. They do, however, believe in plate tectonics. Oh, But believe it is evidence against evolution. Uh, They didn't really fully go into that, but uh, they're taking it in a different direction. But unlike our young creationist friends, the Earth isn't only 6,000 years old. In fact, ancient civilizations have been around for tens of millions of years. And there is even a two billion year old nuclear reactor in Africa. What? And that is actually true. Oh, my Uh, God. There is a two billion year old nuclear reactor in Africa, but it is naturally occurring, Mm. which I think is perhaps even more fascinating. Yeah, that is. But let's let Lee himself explain how Falun Gong has overcome the evolutionary philosophy. We don't want to be putting too many words into his mouth. So let's hear from the man himself. Quote, Some people claim our human race evolved from apes. In fact, let me tell you that man did not evolve from apes at all. Darwin proposed a theory which says man has evolved from apes. When he made public his theory at that time, he brought it out with great trepidation. His theory is full of loopholes and is incomplete, and yet it has been accepted by people to this day. Please think about it. The evolutionary process that he proposed of apes evolving to man, a process of tens of millions of years, cannot be found. There isn't one. Why weren't there such people between apes and human beings? Not just human beings, but other things as well. None of the evolved animals that he referred to had the transitional process. That sounds familiar. In addition, a little bit. 
Why are the species that exist on the continent of Australia different from the species that exist on other continents? He could explain none of these. Nevertheless, this theory of evolution with all its loopholes has been accepted by human beings. This is indeed strange. <laughs> in fact, man did not evolve from apes at all in our view. Only that there are different species existing in each time period. The continental plates on Earth planet inhabited by mankind are shifting and changing. Geologists call the continents of Asia, Europe, America, North America, and South America the continental plates. The continental plates change from time to time, and the civilizations on them would sink to the bottom of the waters. Then, another continent would perhaps surface in another ocean, and such changes are continually taking place. Now, people have also discovered huge ancient buildings and the existence of past civilizations under the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, as well as many other oceans. However, upon examination, they are all found to be things that existed several hundred thousand years or several million years ago, or even earlier than that. At least our present mankind knows that the continental plates have not changed in the past several hundred thousand years. When did they sink to the bottom of the waters then? They definitely sunk very early, several hundred thousand years ago or even earlier than that. Therefore, when different continental plates changed, the species on them were also different. They did not come from evolution. There were similarities, but they were not of the same species. Okay, none of that made any sense. But um, it's very, it is very similar to young earth creationism, but not. Yeah, there's definitely the transitional. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no transitional fossils, even though there we are. didn't come from uh, apes, so there's definitely that's for that. sure. And so it seems it's like a, it's like an elevator view. It's yes. basically like one of the continental uh, plates like rises to the top of the ocean. There's a bunch of people and animals and then it sinks. Yeah. And then another one rises up to replace it. <laughs> and it's got different critters on it that look the same. Yeah, I saw in the documentary. I think it was called Aquaman. Is it, I know it's true. So. All right. So that is that's Earth. Right. That's kind of what's going on with Earth. But what about the universe? Nice. Got to talk about the entirety of the cosmos. Because as we covered in our last series, the Big Bang is sometimes an issue for the religiously inclined. And Lee instead ups the ante, claiming that the universe, as we know it, formed, quote, after being exploded nine times. Uh, yes. Ninth time's a charm, as, as the saying goes. Yeah, that's that's how many times it takes. That's how many times it takes. <laughs> we'll get it eventually. And like any good group of goofballs, quantum talk has to enter the picture at some point. As Lee says, quote, I am telling everyone that this dimensional layer where mankind lives is between two kinds of particles. As for particles, those of us who have studied physics know that molecules, atoms, nuclei, quarks, and neutrinos are each a layer of particles. They are physical elements that constitute larger particles. Which layer of particles does mankind exist in? The largest things that we see with human eyes are planets. And the smallest things that we can see under the microscope are molecules. In fact, our mankind just exists in this dimensional layer between the planets and the molecules. We may find it very vast, very extensive, and incomparably big. I say that modern science is not advanced. No matter how far a spacecraft can fly, it cannot fly beyond the physical dimension of ours. However developed a computer is, it cannot match the human brain. Now, the human brain is still a mystery. Therefore, the science of mankind is still very shallow. I mean, we can see a Milky Way galaxy with our own eyes and we can see much smaller things with molecules under a microscope. So 
I don't know. Yeah, that's not that's not true. That's uh, that's false. I'm sorry. That's true. You're, th- those those why? microscopes are are lying to you. Those are fake. Microscopes. Why do we always? Why do these people always want to use like you said, like quantum talk? It's like, it's always like this kind of stuff. Like you never see other fields of science like being like hijacked by by people. You don't hear like biologic deep biological terms come up. You know. Like, why do they always stick like steal from quantum mechanics? I think it's because it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I think you're right. It's weird, but it's like it it's acceptable cool. weirdness. It's like, oh, the yeah. scientists are telling us things are weird. And so, oh, look, our weirdness. Look, it's weird by it's like good by association. Our weirdness. Right, is, that makes sense. It's no different than that. Weird. That's my guess. And speaking of happy things, let's talk about the end of the world. Uh, yeah, the world's going to end. And one thing about uh, the end of the world, the, the afterlife, is that it is segregated. Hmm. Uh, so there is wow. a segregated afterlife. And specifically, there is a special hell designed for two separate groups. Those who speak ill of Falun Gong. So us. OK. And communists. Oh, yeah. Communists. They get their own hell. Uh, and so you could you could see how uh, maybe the CCP wouldn't be too kind True. to this group. Members of Falun Gong and those who at least support Falun Gong will be spared this fate. They don't go to the special help. Nice. Uh, and speaking of which, Falun Gong really, really hates communism. They are not <laughs> fans. And, you know, hey, I'm going to say it. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to say I uh, I'm not I'm not and a fan like, myself. Like Fox News. They hate like actual communism, not like fake communism so that's kind of nice yeah exactly like actual communism right, like um, maybe not for the communism. best maybe not for the best reasons all the time uh but you know what if there's a if there's a, a war against communism we would have to team up with falun gong at least for a few minutes Instead that's all i'm gonna say chuck tucker carlson got it but you know this causes them a lot of grief given their residence in china you know a lot of the members are still in china mm-hmm. even though lee himself is not and Regarding communism, they advocate the, quote, three quits. First, you got to quit the Chinese Communist Party. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you can't be part of that and be part of Falun Gong. But you also have to quit affiliate organizations like the Young Pioneers of China, for example, and the Communist Mm -hmm. Youth League. Third one. um, I don't know. I could not find which of these counts (laughs) as the third quit. I only could find those two. (laughs) They they quit on these uh, these uh, lists here. They just quit the whole thing. Yeah, they just quit the list. That's the third one. Eh, Give up. Who needs another list? And, you know, quitting, it's not something that members can do quietly. It's not like they could just stop going to meetings. They must publicly renounce the party. Hmm. That seems pretty intense to kind of publicly renounce the the Chinese Communist Party kind of publicly. But this loses some of its power when you consider that they allow public renunciation via pseudonym, which seems very kind of counterintuitive. Uh, But hey, you know what? I'm going to say it's a little bit safer. All of this is put forward in their book, Nine Commentaries on the Chinese Communist Party, which includes many valid criticisms of the Chinese government, as we just mentioned. And he loves the number nine, clearly. Yeah. Number nine is big. Doesn't like the number three. He doesn't want to go there. But number nine, yes. No, 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 no. What matters here, though, is that this isn't just a political view. It's not like they're just anti-communist politically. Uh, You know, as we started this section renunciation of the ccp is required for salvation quote quitting the party ensures your peace and safety they even bring the book of revelation to play the chinese communist party is satanic 
and the Great Red Dragon of Revelation is the, quote, manifestation of the Communist Party in a different realm. Joining the CCP or affiliate organizations is taking on the mark of the beast. Mm. Thankfully, unlike Thief in the Night, this is a mark which can be washed off. So if you join the CCP, but then you join Falun Gong and you renounce the CCP publicly, mark of the beast is gone. Yeah, and like in Thief of the Night, we all know that uh, Unite was most definitely had to be a communist outfit. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are not... uh, There's no private property in Unite. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I don't think so. So let's kind of get into... So they're anti-communist. What else do they believe? What are the morals? What's the morality of Falun Gong? Lee summarizes the main evils of this world in his book, Falun Buddha Fu. Quote, drug use, sex changes, homosexuality, sexual freedom, organized crime, modern art, rock and roll, and the soccer field. Wow. I wonder if it's solely the soccer field or like any general field or court in any sport or if that's, mm, yeah. that's interesting. I'd love to introduce Lee to Eric Holmberg of the famed documentary series we covered on Hell's Bells, The Dangers of Rock and Roll. They could get yes. a collaboration going. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That would be, they would get along. Just don't talk about what happened over 6,000 years ago. And I think they would get along right. just fine. I think, yeah, I think so. Now, this is a nice summary, but there is also an official list of the 10 greatest evils. Do we know how this is ranked? Like the first is the worst or the the last is I, the worst? I don't whatever? think we know. I think they're just all equally okay. bad. Just they're all equally, equally bad. bad. Okay. Okay. Here's a list. One, hostility. Two, abandonment of cultural decadence. The, this is, by the way, this is a like a Google translation. Uh, so just take that with a grain of salt. Number three, homosexuality. Got to get that in there. Four, gambling and drug abuse. Five, sexual liberation. Six, gang influence on the ruling body. Seven, rebellion against the Tao. Eight, science. <laughs> Just science. Uh, because, quote, apparently it leads to mutations. I'm, th- okay. I'm thinking they're okay with quantum physics, at least, though. Yeah, because you're not getting mutations from the quarks okay. and the leptons. Nine is violence and 10 is the influence of money and politics on religion. So as explained, Falun Gong has a socially conservative bent akin to other Buddhist sects and the Catholic Church. Homosexuality, premarital and extramarital sex, all these produce, quote, negative karma. According to acclaimed former member writing to the San Francisco News Sentinel in 2006, Falun Gong believes, quote, Homosexuality is not the standard of being human. The priority of God's will be to eliminate homosexuals and that gays are demonic in nature. Oh, yeah. God, that's why you never want to go on a nature hike with a gay friend. That's just unnatural. Do not like it. All right. uh, So, so far, not not the best beliefs. No. And you might be thinking, you know, at least at least Falun Gong isn't racist. Yeah. Right. Right. That's good. Well, not so fast. Uh, Turns out uh, interracial relationships are morally degenerate. Uh, Of course. And a sign of the end times, specifically the Dharma ending period. And as we said, how there is a hell specifically for communists and people who uh, disparage Falun Gong, the afterlife is itself segregated uh, on the basis of race. There are different heavens set up for different races. (laughs) And this is why interracial relationships are so dangerous. Mm. Interracial children cannot go to heaven 
unless Lee himself intervenes because wh- what heaven are they going to go to? Yeah, heaven is segregated. Exactly. We'll build another heaven. Come on, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like just get like an, in, an intermediate heaven in between the two heavens. No. And there you go. Well, then you get because no? okay. then you're going to need like you're going to need half heavens and then quarter heavens and then eight yeah, heavens. It's, too many. it's it's too complicated. Better to yeah, just ridiculous. If you're yeah, if you're you know, if you're a uh, multiracial child, just, you know, you don't get to go to heaven. You got to talk to Lee. But let's hear from the man himself. You know, maybe we're just nitpicking. You know, sometimes you know, there's so much cancel culture trying to yes. pretend people are racist when they're really not. So let's hear from Lee himself. This is from a 1996 Sydney lecture. Quote, the races in the world are not allowed to be mixed up. Not a good start. <laughs> now, the races are mixed up and it has brought about an extraordinarily serious problem. Once races are mixed up, one does not have a corresponding relationship with the higher levels, and he has lost the root. Mixed races have lost their roots, as if nobody in the paradise will take care of them. They belong to nowhere, and no places would accept them. Therefore, you find the place where the continents of Europe and Asia meet a desert in the past and a depopulated zone. When the transportation means were not advanced, it was difficult to pass through it. With the progress of modern means, all these are broken through. Thus, races have become increasingly mixed up, which can lead to serious consequences. Of course, I will not go into details. Of course. I'm just saying that the higher levels do not recognize such a human race. It's too bad we already already learned ancient transportation systems were far superior, but maybe the higher levels need to learn to embrace diversity and change. You know, come on. Yeah, maybe. Like just I, maybe. Said, I, I just like how like there's just like a like a wall, an impenetrable wall between Europe and Asia. Just so like, hey, let, let, let's let's not, you know, cross here. But now, you know, anybody could just go anywhere they want. Ugh. But, you know, hey, maybe this is this is just one lecture. Yeah. Let's let's dip into a 1999 Los Angeles lecture. Nice. Quote, in fact, no one knows that even though many people talk about believing in Buddhas or believing in gods, the truth is, if you aren't someone from that particular God's world, he won't save you whatsoever. I once made a statement that whether it's Christianity or Catholicism in their paradises, there are no Eastern people. This is an absolute truth, which man doesn't understand. Yet Western religions went to the East with the Crusades and the way they spread wasn't good to begin with since both Jesus and Yahweh prohibited their disciples from spreading the teachings eastward. It was to prevent the mixing of human races, but they just didn't understand wow, this. Someone better go tell those damn Christian missionaries this. They're, they're wasting their time out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, look, these people can't go to, to white people heaven. Yeah, they're different. They go to Buddhist heaven. And uh, let's uh, so, hey, maybe uh, maybe we can find something redeeming. Let's go back to Sydney this time in 1999. Quote, uh, this was a Q&A period. Oh, nice. A student asks, quote, people of the white race are left over from the previous civilization. Then people of the yellow race and members of other races are. And the teacher interrupts during the previous cycle of civilization. The continental plates. There we go again. were different from those of today. But roughly speaking, people of the yellow race lived in the regions of South America and North America. The Native Americans who live there at present are classified as being of the yellow race. The people of the yellow race who lived in the place where China is now, the most central place where they were at that time was at Kazakhstan. After the Great Flood, they migrated to the region that is the Great Desert of Jiangjing. At that time, it was a land of fertile soil, 
Later on, they continually migrated eastward. Strictly speaking, Indians, Egyptians, Persians, the yellow race, the white race, and the black race are the six major races of the present earth. All the other ones are mixed races. Six major races? What's what's the, what's the number six shit? There's got to be nine. Come on, let's do this. It's got to be a couple more in there. Well, look, you get six, six major races, three quits. Boom. You're right. Oh, there you go. Now okay. everything is fine. Yeah, that's a good point. Those are interesting uh, races there. Cornerstone races. Yeah, it's <laughs> Egyptian, yeah, Egyptians. Persian, Egyptians race. are what? their own race. That's kind of interesting. They kind of they're they're doing their own thing. That's cool. Cool. And uh, let's uh, we can't we can't leave the lecture yet without this little <laughs> probably the best one <laughs> quote. The Indian race was created by Buddhas. And that's why the dancing of Indians, the way they carry themselves and their hand gestures are similar to those of Buddhas. Indians really are a race created by Buddhas. As far as Orientals go, a portion of them were created by Nuwa, while another portion were created by Dao. Actually, to put it more precisely, the earliest race in the early days of North America and South America was the Yellow Race. They are now called people of the Red Race, but they're in fact of the Yellow Race. They were tanned by the sun. And at this point, everyone laughs in the lecture hall. I'm not sure I would have laughed there, but that's that's what they did. Yeah. Continuing the quote. As I'm laughing, I'll grow. Okay, what am I doing? All right. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The people of the true red race were the ancient Egyptians. Maybe it's not possible to find them now since most of them have mixed their blood with blacks. Wow. That End is quote. a gem. I'm also pretty sure one the one true child of the mix between the yellow race and the red race is Donald J. Trump, the first of the orange uh, race. So come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just primary colors 101. I think <laughs> I think you're 100 percent correct about that. All right. So, you know, kind of wrapping up here, let's talk a little bit about their political engagement. So, again, hmm. most of us probably have heard of these folks via the Epoch Times and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but let's look at some of their other kind of political dimensions. So given their socially conservative views, it wouldn't surprise you to learn that they have been in league with a variety of far right parties, including Party for Freedom and the One Nation Party, both in Australia. One Falun Gong member, Sean Ju Lin, was pre-selected as a candidate for the One Nation Party, again in Australia. She warned Australians that they were being taken over by the Chinese Communist Party and that all the, quote, good Asians would vote for her. Sadly, Shan was a little too right wing, even for one nation. She was dropped as a candidate after saying that, quote, gays should be treated as patients. Abnormal sex behavior leads to abnormal crime. And I got to say, I want to learn more about this abnormal crime. I think I think that's the crime that leads to cruel and unusual punishment, because then that that kind of makes sense. I think it's the crime that leads to heresy. Oh, really I think you're there. right. Yeah, I think you you might be right about that. And, uh, you know, because of the government crackdown on Falun Gong, they've also gotten some premature accolades from human rights activists mm. in 2001. San Francisco politicians nominated Lee for the Nobel Peace Prize Good. before learning he was a total massive piece of shit and rescinded their nomination. Now, you know, we've talked about some kind of heavy subjects, you know, politics, yeah. morality, the end of the world, the cosmos, the Big Bang happening nine times in a row. But the real important question has to do with the spiritual practices of Falun Gong. Specifically, the crucial question is, are you allowed to urinate or defecate after your spiritual practice? After all, 
you don't want to lose any of the energy that you received. Thankfully, Lee explains that shit only has a small amount of energy in it, so you won't lose all your hard work just taking a dump. He even suggests that Falun Gong techniques can serve as a spiritual laxative. Quote, in teaching this class, the energy I discharged was immensely powerful and was left all over the walls. Oh, okay. So this class was taught in the Barnes and Noble bathroom. Got it. Exactly. It was taught <laughs> in a Barnes and Noble bathroom. And on that disgusting <laughs> note, this ends our episode on Falun Gong. So Brent, what did you learn in today's episode? What most stuck out to you? Well, what stuck out to me? Okay. So I think that um, I wasn't really too familiar with this cult. So I was, I mean, the, the ending was a little abrupt there with the um, disgusting, uh, pee pee poo poo there yeah it's um, not good didn't really expect that to come in but um i don't know the, the lengthy quotes are really great and the um the like the lecture and stuff with where you're getting like him in his own words is just i mean it's just it does remind me of a little bit of gene ray just rambling on and on i mean obviously the racist thing um just extremely racist uh very simplistic nonsense um, yeah i was because i just knew I basically knew like the social conservative stuff, how they didn't like gay people, you know, the typical was typical stupidity. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think the the two things, the segregation of the afterlife, having a hell specifically for communists on the one hand, and then how the heavens are segregated by race. Um, I, uh, I, uh, my conception of the afterlife uh, is not segregated. So that was definitely, uh, that right. was kind of a shock right. to me. <laughs> Uh, about that and yeah kind of hearing his own words and hearing just him like you know just kind of ad-libbing his weird racial views like no egyptians are a separate race uh they're not you know they're they're not their own thing um but yeah so uh on that note that has been our episode on falun gong and we are For listening to this episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary. If you would also like to hear our weekly bonus episodes, just become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. And you don't even have to be a patron to get access to all that fun stuff. You can also reach us by email at none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served.